the word balloon. An air balloon that travels through time and relative dimensions in space. Wanted by collectors throughout the galaxy, the crew of the word balloon goes around learning the weirdest, dumbest, sometimes pervious things across comicdom. Beware for I'm not losing track of where this content warning is going. Basically, we're going to swear a lot and we sometimes talk about penises. You have been warned. Hi everybody, I'm Tyler. I'm Zach. We're Aeronauts and we're back with more word balloons. We've been flying high on our own hot air, but have stopped our journey to the Justice League's moon base to answer your nerdy questions. So with that in mind, Zach, what is our question this week? What is the best pre-MCU superhero movie. Doesn't have to be based off a comic book directly, so it could be an original property made, but it does have to be superheroes. But stuff like uh, Megamind probably wouldn't count because came out after, I think at least... Oh, after the MCU after officially MCU. started. Into the Spider-Verse does not count, even though it's... Not my, MCU. Yeah, because it came out way after. This is generally stuff before... 2008. Oh, I, I forget when, like, Batman Begins comes out, came out. Was that post or pre? pre. Oh. Not by a lot, but no, pre. But pre. thank you for reminding me of one that probably should have been on my list. Interesting. Right, now that um, I'm thinking. I mean, Dark okay. Knight would have been right around the same time as Iron Man. But, I like, got... solely so different, I feel. like, But mm. also kind of competing with in a way. Look, so. we, we started talking about this just a little bit before we actually hit record just to see what kind of overlap there was. And I immediately started rethinking my entire list because I realized that there was a lot of movies that I left out. So I kind of just want to get mine out of the way because it's if I thought harder about it, I think it'd be different. Before you do, what I will say is interesting is I did not do any of the big name movies I would have expected. Spider-Man 2 did not appear. X-Men 2 did not appear. Apparently the sequels were really good of those like old school trilogies. Batman Begins didn't even come up. None, Sorry. None of mine are like major like... No, I thought of weird goofy shit because I'm me. Same. But go ahead. I, so I came up with two. At least one of them I still stand behind. Uh, and that one is Blade, because it's fucking fantastic. I should have guessed Blade for yours. Blade is... Blade is so Blade good. is why we have these movies. Exactly. Blade is why we have these movies. Blade And Blade is... 2. Blade 2, really. Blade really. 2 is probably the better Blade movie, but we don't get to Blade better 2. than Blade 1, but yeah. It, it surprisingly shows its age, I think, a little bit yeah. more so Some than... Some of the CGI in Blade 2 is fucking horrendous. Mostly. It was good That's... in 19... Or 2001 or whenever it came out. Like, before I was in high school. That's where I saw... I literally just watched Blade and Blade 2, and I'm in the middle of watching Blade 3. Oh, buddy. <laughs> that one I'm kind of uh, watching it's while I do other really stuff. bad. Banger of a cast. Um, yeah. Doesn't need it, because it's weird. Oh, and fucking what's his, Wesley Snipes had just given up by that point. Oh, yeah. Oh, completely checked out. Yeah, he is there for a paycheck, because he probably had... Is this pre- or post-tax uh, tax? Um, oh, I thought it was after, but oh, either interesting. way. Interesting, interesting. Bummer. This is, he knew it was coming, kind of. Um. Mm -hmm. Bummer. Have you ever heard some of the stories of him on that set? Just like Patton Oswalt has oof, dished just, some shit. Just like fucking off to his trailer for like 90% of the time with just like weed smoke rolling out and like <laughs> there's one of the scenes he refuses to open his eyes and they CG his open eyes over the Ryan that movie is pretty much to prove that Ryan Reynolds could be an action star I mean it's really his audition tape for being Deadpool yeah because he is definitely not playing Hannibal King no. Was, was, no. This, <laughs> was this pre or post Wolverine origins 
I want to say it's pre, yeah. Because Wolverine Origins came out when I was in college, and this came out when I was in high school. Oh, wow. So this just jogged my memory of the Ghost Rider movies, which I'm not going to, like, I'm not going to write about those movies. They are amazing. As I have put, (laughs) they don't make my list, but it's just, for some reason, you mentioning that reminded me of the Ghost Rider movies somehow. Ghost Rider is a superhero on a motorcycle. I run three nerd podcasts, and I come from a family that at one point owned 15 motorcycles. 15, not 50. My stepdad might own 50. That's not a point. That movie was made for me, and I left that theater on my motorcycle, by the way, angry. (laughs) (laughs) The first movie I saw by myself in a theater. Wow. Ghost Rider? Um, Ghost Rider. I think mine might have been Underworld. Ooh. Yeah. Not, Not superhero. Not, not but even important, fun. but I love it. That's a fun other I part. don't think I've seen it since then. But, um, uh, but yeah, definitely. I couldn't get anyone else um, uh, that I knew or my family in my family to want to go see this movie with me when I wanted to go see it. So my mom just drove me and dropped me off. And <laughs> um, uh, she knew the runtime, so she came and picked me up. And it was that that was it. Oh, and so Blade, my other... Oh, also with Blade, like, they did change the comics to match the movie character. Oh, yeah. Which is amazing. They were starting yeah. to kind of shift other times, that way, but they heavily shifted afterwards to... Which is something they needed to do with Shang-Chi. They have a bit. The current Shang-Chi series is very good, and it definitely has borrowed They need to do from... that with the Ten Rings, more specific. Absolutely. Yes. That'd be cool. Because the movie version of the Ten Rings are is... so cool! So fucking cool. The normal Ten Rings are exist one shoots lasers <laughs> uh but my other choice partially just because i watched it fucking non-stop as a child was uh the meteor man yes that was not you did not pick the ones i thought you were gonna pick see i thought you thought that i was gonna choose blade dark man oh <laughs> come to see the freak <laughs> Liam Neeson and sam raimi i thought you were gonna be all over that shit my guy i also for some reason thought you might pull the shadow oh right um i do look i i dig me some billy zane but that's a uh, phantom Oh, Shadow was uh, oh, Alec right. Baldwin. That's right. Oh shit. That, I, that one for some reason and felt like it might be right on the cursory edge of something you would have seen a lot as a kid. Gandalf is in that movie too. Why can't I think of that actor's name? Ewan uh, McGregor. Ewan. No. 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 no you're, Ian uh, McKellen. Ian McKellen. Ian McKellen is in that movie. Look, if we're gonna talk about <laughs> fucking banger cast, Meteor Man, Robert Townsend. First off, great comedian. This not is the not one saying you were a lot. Me about. Yes. yes, I don't know this movie. Oh, it's I want to. I need to just buy a DVD of is it. Is there War Machine or, in this? You were showing a, me the cast. His mother is Marla Gibbs, who was uh, Florence Henderson or Florence Johnston, the Jeffersons' maid in the Jeffersons. Oh, okay. Blah. Young Eddie Griffin's in it. You got Robert Guillaume plays his father. He's probably best known for being Benson. James Earl Jones is pivotal in the end scene yes James Earl Jones is he also he's the character that has all the dogs right yes yes okay love it look it was big at the time unfortunate now Bill Cosby yes moving on uh Frank Gorshin the fucking Riddler is in it oh god Batman 66 Riddler like the Riddler as far as I'm concerned Frank Gorshin is the Riddler we're gonna discuss Batman forever in a moment so honorable mention but okay Luther Vandross is in it Remind me. Fucking R&B singer. Oh, okay, yes. Also just need to be brought up that a black written, directed, and led. Oh, right, because this was written and directed by Robert Townsend. In 1993, a superhero movie. Mm-hmm. But with also... We still haven't pulled that off else. Well, no. 
Uh, we did with Black Panther finally, but an iteration of the gang the Bloods shows up, played by all the members of uh, Naughty by Nature. <laughs> this is such a wild an, cast. An iteration of oh God, Bill Cosby must have been an asshole on this set. He hated like half these people. An iteration of the Crips show up, played by all the members of Cypress Hill. Oh God, I I need to watch this movie again. It's been so long. It's definitely on my list. And then the other gang that's like made up for the movie that are like the big, big main bad guys, mm -hmm. the Golden Lords. You have Big Daddy Kane, fucking rapper, is one of them. You got Don Cheadle is one of them. Don Cheadle is the one that I knew was in this movie. And fucking Tiny Lister. Amazing. Just uh, plus, like, Chris Tucker shows up, John Witherspoon shows up, Wallace Shawn shows Good up. Lord. Everybody. It's so amazing. I don't know if it's definitely, last time I checked, it wasn't streaming anywhere because this is a movie I've talked about recently with a couple other people. But if you can get your hands on it, I wholeheartedly recommend checking it out. So um, good. I haven't watched it in so long and I want to check it I don't, out again. I haven't seen it in probably 25 years. I'm still going to say it's good. I don't There's even fucking some care. movies that is best to left be good in rose-tinted glasses. So this may fair. be one, but also I don't care. I want to rewatch it. <laughs> I need to know. No, it doesn't matter. I mean, sometimes I watched Batman Forever again recently. It's going to be go, in my Zach. top three. There's, there's Meteor Man. Honestly, this movie was ahead of its time. I've seen a lot of modern movies try to do that. And he has one of the coolest superpowers that I really want to this day that is just like if Talk he touches... To your dog? That too. That I forgot about that. Man, that... That makes me want to cry because I love that in that movie so much. <laughs> um, but um, he also has the other power where if he touches a book, he just knows everything in it for like a certain amount right. of time. Ooh, that is good. Um, it's it's super limited and it's super grounded, but it's such a cool power in that like he could just strap a book to his back and he knows it. Mm -hmm. Just like if he needs to know certain things, like he whatever, like medical dictionary or whatever just strapped to his back just Grey's Anatomy at all times um, or like things that he would need to know like bomb defusal book whatever I don't know but there's that's so fucking cool and I love it and I'm gonna use that to lead into the one of one on my list that came out around the same time which is Blank Man right, another which, one I do not know uh, came out I've in 94 I was about to say I've seen it but it's been a minute I rewatched it recently because it's been streaming on Pluto TV and it it holds up pretty solidly. It's not bad. Um, it is uh, got Damon Wayans and uh, David Allen Gear and basically, I have heard of this. Okay, basically black trash Batman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's about right. <laughs> like he's he's super smart and inventive, uh, Damon Wayans, um, and he like builds himself a a DIY bat. Like, not, like not, he's not trying to be Batman, but he is basically trying to be a vigilante with gadgets. Wasn't Damon Wayans supposed to be Robin in Tim Burton's third yes. Batman movie? Yep. Oh, that would have been amazing. Or was it was it Damon or was it Marlon? It, oh, no, it, it was one of the Wayans. I haven't read Damon. about this it in was a Damon. long time. It must have been Damon. I don't think it would have been Marlon. That wouldn't have made sense. As yeah. weird as that sounds. Definitely one in my that I just watched a ton in my childhood that I have a... Uh, uh, dead. <sighs> Had some rose-colored glasses, and it held up well enough in that, like, I, it, it 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 tickled my ribs. It, I laughed at it a bunch. It didn't, like, there was nothing overly problematic well, no, it. No, it was supposed to be Marlin. No, oh, I just oh. looked it up. Okay. Other ones I had listed um, uh, from uh, relatively around the same era, The Rocketeer. 
Rocketeer's great. Rocketeer brings us uh, Captain America the First Avenger, because same Joe, director, Joe Johnston. Joe Johnston, who also created Boba Fett, so he is a very themed person. And then I also had on my list Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, Secret of the Ooze. 2 is the superior one of the three. That's um, the one that I wish I would have thought of. 2 is so good. And it's highly... Jump, ninja, jump, ninja, jump. Highly derisively based on your age. I've talked to people who love 3. I talked to people who love 1. And it's clearly based on how old you are and when they came out. That is 100% accurate because I saw two first and it's the one I have the most affection for. I will say the puppetry is best in two. Yes. they they Because mm-hmm. uh, watching it, the puppetry is a lot stiffer in one. They hadn't quite figured out. They had the ability to work it out the kinks in one and learn mm-hmm. where they should and shouldn't use puppetry and where they should use like a bodysuit double. But Casey Jones is infinitely better than annoying... Casey Jones replacement kit from Kino. Uh, yeah, although I do like, I love that guy, like that actor. Yeah. Um, Nothing against the actor. The um, character was super annoying. Yeah, Toka and Razor, the two like super mutants from that movie, just in the last year finally entered TMNT canon in the comics. Wild. That's awesome. I didn't know that. Um, I mean, literally since January. That's fucking cool. I love that movie. I, I watched it so much. I wore out the tape, and my mom had to buy a second one. I um, made another funny. God, I you're right. That Honestly, that might win. I don't know if it can beat... And it's not a good movie, but it's a great movie. So, Kino, yeah. Ernie Reyes Jr., was actually the stuntman for Donatello in both movies. Oh, good. Oh, dope. And he's also in Surf Ninjas, right? Yes, he is yeah. in Surf Ninjas. <laughs> yes, he, you are correct. God, if we're going to dive into bizarre 90s movies right there. Another movie that's hard to track down that I haven't seen in a long while that I will wholeheartedly just like Rose Cuddler Glasses just recommend to find mm-hmm. if you can because uh, that movie's great. And then what else do I have on my list? A little bit newer entries into it um, uh, were Sky High, which... Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell, mm-hmm. Kurt Russell. Um, uh, Ego himself. Elizabeth, uh, Elizabeth Winston, oh, what, is that her name? What's her name? She's Mary Scott, Elizabeth Winston? Mary Elizabeth Winston. Wild, wild cast of people who went on to do some cool shit. And also just like a real good soundtrack that I enjoyed. And then another one that I wanted to bring up just more, more so as an honorable mention um, is Super. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, directed by uh, James Gunn who went on to do Guardians of the Galaxy and... uh, That's the one with Rain Wilson and Elliot Page. And Elliot Page, yes, where Rain Wilson becomes a vigilante superhero who's taking law into his own hands by uh, beating up crime, but with, like, a big-ass metal wrench. (laughs) And because James Gunn's got his start in trauma, it is way over-the-top violence where you are seeing, like, someone's... Skull is definitely being caved in by this wrench. It's interesting as someone okay who this. discovered Rain Wilson, not discovered, but found out about Rain Wilson through The Office, which I'm not even that fond of. I mean, it's fine. To see him play other roles, because that guy has some range. Yes. I was going to say, I it, it fits better for me, considering the first time I ever saw Rain Wilson was in House of a Thousand Corpses. Didn't ah. know he was in that. See, uh, my favorite thing is he plays... Harry Mudd in the first season of Star Trek Discovery. It's the best part of the first season of Star Trek Discovery, where he plays a, like, intergalactic con man. Yeah, lots of range. He's great. Uh, and, like, also a fucking phenomenal cast. You have um, uh, Kevin Bacon, Elliot Page, Rain Wilson. Uh, why am I forgetting his name? But he plays um, 
He's in Guardians and Guardians 2. The guy that he's in every He's also James in The Gunn Walking movie. Dead. And he's in um, Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad. And he's also in... Um, he's the dad in Mallrats. He's the... James Gunn puts oh. him in everything. He's also like in... Michael Rooker. Michael yes. Rooker, thank you. Um, <laughs> as soon as you said of Mallrats, I was like, oh, no, no, yeah, no, 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 you're talking he, about. The first thing, he will always be where the you dad see Ru- in Mallrats. Yeah, that's where you see Rooker's ass. Liv Tyler is also in it. It is just a wild cast and just like way over the top, but also like... Parts of it have aged poorly. Just warning you before you watch it if you give it a shot. Definitely a content warning for a... Um, sexual assault scene that's just like really fucking uncomfortable and like and it was mm-hmm. supposed to be it's not like that's entirely but intentionally it's, uh, yeah like that, yeah it's uncomfortable so I've got two honorable mentions before I mention my top one which is honestly not the best movie of this the real answer is probably Batman Begins if we're being honest it's probably the best of these movies but honorable mention to Batman Forever because without Batman Forever we would not be here in this room recording this shit I thought superheroes were dumb and then my babysitter rented Batman Forever because she also worked at Crazy Mike's video (laughs) and it literally it was one of those moments that changed my life like I can look back and be like that was the curve in the river right there like that is also it's fun it's not a great movie but Tommy Lee Jones is having the time of his fucking life in that movie. Nicole Kidman, I still am a little bit in love with her because of that movie. Rightfully so. <laughs> mm-hmm. Understandably. Yeah, I know that movie's great. Also, is that the one that uh, Kiss from a Rose is in? Yes. yes. I still... I, that soundtrack slaps. I, that song is used so much in anything else and everything else, and I'm just like... The Batman Forever song. Batman you guys Forever? know this is the Batman Forever song, right? <laughs> You're playing this to try and sell me on something, but I only am thinking of Batman Forever. Also, In Your Dreams by the Flaming Lips, which is like my favorite Flaming Lips song. I am going to give another honorable mention. I don't know if it's pre-MCU or if it's after Iron Man 1. It's right around the same time. Defendor with Woody Harrelson. Oh, I don't know I don't this. even know this, so Def- I'm going to give it to you for Defender sure. Defender and uh, uh, she Two Broke Girls Thor movie first Thor movie Cat Dennings isn't it and Woody Harrelson plays a developmentally disabled man who decides to become a superhero because his mother was lost to according to his grandfather the captains of industry basically capitalism and drugs destroyed your mother but because he's a kid he doesn't fully understand that and he thinks captain of industry is a a supervillain so he creates a superhero and I don't know how well it's aged I haven't seen this since like 2009 but it's kind of brilliant if from the point of a DIY superhero you're like oh what are you gonna do to stop me? And he's like, uh, just this, a jar of angry bees. And he like shakes it and like chucks it at someone. <laughs> or he's interrogating someone and he pulls out lime juice and they're like, oh no, not the lime juice. What do you got? And he just squirts him in the eye with it, which fucking sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Effective. But what I'm going to give it to really is The Phantom starring Billy Zane. Oh yeah. It is devoid of plot, it is devoid of most characterization, and it's Probably really problematic because it's the Phantom that goes to walks. But it is one of the most pure pulp comic book movies I have ever seen. It's got crystal skulls. It's got chase scenes on trains and biplanes. Badass it, skull got, rings. I was oh, going to say, I, I still remember how fucking badass all of us on the playground thought it was that you're fucking punching skulls in that bad guy's foreheads. Oh, oh yes. Oh, forever. 
I very clearly remember getting a promotional ring at a Best Buy while I was living in Phoenix, Arizona. And it was like, I don't, my mom had to buy some shit. We were at a Best Buy, but like she had to buy some <laughs> extra shit to get this for me. And I remember it being the most satisfying and like fucking. There are, I don't excellent. wear rings. I mean, I don't even wear a wedding ring. I have a bracelet mm-hmm. instead because rings drive me up a wall. But when I was a kid, I desperately wanted that ring, and the other one I've always wanted is a Legion Flight ring, but that's unrelated. That's also pretty bitch. It I is would, pretty I would, good. I would, I would yeah. wear that one. God, it's it, it was just so fun, and it was, despite the fact that he is just wearing spandex, it was considered kind of revolutionary because of the amount of, like, work and design that went into that costume of it's still kind of the spandex, but it's got the muscle suit, and it's got the full skull redesign on it, and being like, oh no, we can update superhero costumes Mm -hmm. in kind of fun ways. Also, Tim Burton's Batman 89 gets honorable mention because it's a lot of fun, but it's mostly Jack Nicholson's Joker that I like more than anything else than that. And I, really, I like the Batmobile from those oh, better, more than any Oh, that one is great. Oh, that yeah. is the best Batmobile. The Anton Firth Batmobile. It's but for the most so part, that when I think of that movie beautiful. happily, I think of the scene where he's playing Prince oh, right. while defacing the restaurant. And at first I thought that was really like a dated reference, but it's kind of fucking timeless that he would show up with an 80s boombox playing Prince. What song are they playing in that scene? I have no scene? idea. Because there's like three Prince songs on that soundtrack. It's wild, including the Prince original Bat Dance for that soundtrack. Yeah, that was Which is, was the introduction to Prince for me. Where Which, does he get those wonderful toys? Mm, not going to go into the story, but don't watch that music video on Mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's like a plan. I don't know if we answered this question, but we did give a lot of fun... Oh, before we move on, I do have mentions. Not honorable mentions, but oh, no. mentions. But mentions. Let's go off a little quick here, but yes. It'll be super quick. Mostly I just feel like I, I just saw it and I thought about it again and I needed to mention it because fucking Chris Evans did three fucking comic book superhero movies before he Fantastic Four, Fantastic Four 2, and The Boys. Oh, uh, no, I was thinking of lo- The Not Losers. Not The Boys, uh, The Losers, thank you. Uh, the Losers, but both the Fantastic Four movies. And then he's also in a superhero... Well, it's not necessarily superhero, but it's definitely like a super-powered world movie called Push. Okay. Oh, also, Scott Pilgrim versus the world, but I think that is post-MCU. Yeah, that one's definitely post-MCU, but I think it would definitely count because it is for sure a comic book adaptation. I just wanted to mention that because motherfucker likes to do some goddamn comic movies. Yeah, I mean, before Captain America, he did comic book movies and he did, like, heartthrob teen comedies and... Not another teen movie, which I fucking hated, but he was in it. Yeah, that movie is one that it's I've bad. seen a lot. Not another any movie. They never were good. Well, that's the best of all of those. Though. I know. <laughs> By a long shot. Yeah. <laughs> they knew they were making trash movies, though. Like, they weren't hiding it. They were so. churning that out. They were they were putting out some film. Well, in order to keep our journey going, we're going to have to drop some ballast. Luckily, Zach is stuffed to the brim with a sort of genre facts. I'll prod him a bit and see what shakes loose. Remember, any misses or mistakes will have to be made up for at the end of our trip. Today, we'll keep with this expedition's theme of gadgets, gizmos, doodads, and ding-dongs. So, Zach, what knowledge can you drop on the H-dial? The H-dial? I do have this one. Um, The H-dial is an old rotary phone that when you dial numbers, you get superpowers based off... It's. I don't think it's 100% random. I think if you dial like a number, you get a specific power. But in some versions, it is just like you dial a number and see what happens. But whoever is wielding the phone dials a number, and they just carry this old rotary phone around with them. And they will get a superpower and superhero-like design and costume 
just randomly gathered from it. Usually parodies of other characters, they use it to do like Marvel characters a lot. It comes from a book called Dial H for Hero. We should say when Dial H for Hero came out, a rotary phone was not wildly out of date. I think we had largely stopped using rotary phones by then, but to be 100% honest with you, I'm not wildly certain when we stopped using rotary phones. I'm not wildly certain when Dial H first started. Well, um, once this is one of those little, just little things that I'm mm -hmm. not going to make you make up necessarily. Its first appearance was in House of Mystery number 156, which is January 1966. Oh, so it might still be using rotary phones. I don't... Yeah. For the most part, it is forgettable teen character who always wanted to be a hero and then finds the H-dial and uh, now gets to. It most recently appeared in Brian Bendis did a new Dial H series because he always thought the idea was really cool. Oddly, the only time I have ever actually read much Dial H was I got into the New 52 Dial H series by China Maville that reimagined it as a horror series. This is the one I've read. Okay, I was... And it's wild because usually it's like a kind of like fun kind of goofy and he made it Dark. legitimately terrifying super creepy okay uh highly recommend the new 52 gets a lot of shit and it deserves it because there was a lot of horse shit in that but there is legitimately some of the best comics of the last 20 years in there i don't know if i would put this at the best comics of the last 20 years but it was a fun and interesting idea where they just let him do weird shit and we got good product out of it which is really where you found the most interesting and good shit in the mm -hmm. new 52 is when like people were like okay i can i can play in this field a little bit yeah superman was a mess because because they were so busy trying to like cram their new version of Superman and Why make it work. Why did they need to put him in jeans again? I don't know. That was the only book worth reading of him, though, at the time, which was odd. Yeah. It was yeah. supposed to be like he hadn't fully developed the costume yet. I like it better than the battle armor he wore. Oh, much better. It's not a superhero outfit. It's Kryptonian battle armor. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Go home. But, you know, I'm going to do the H-style. Sure, man, whatever. You'll probably get canceled in 12 issues, but we'll give you that much because you're... China Maville, who's apparently a pretty well-known horror writer, so go for it. That looks good to me. That sounds yeah. good to you. No, In the Bendis run, it is apparently really wanted by, like, crime lords. Because you can turn yourself into a fucking superhero. Also, uh, it seems about 50% of the time, it's a Spider-Man ripoff. Uh, I just want to throw in, I, I'm not going to go through all of these, especially because I don't have super, super big detail on all of them, but there are different counterparts to the H-Dial, mm -hmm. and I think my favorite is the S-Dial that turns its user into a sidekick that ma matches the hero who's using the H-Dial. That's just kind of sad. <laughs> Although I love sidekicks, so I can't really say too much. I just think it's hilarious that there's such a specific dial. Man, yeah. Some inventor was pissed off that day. Um, and usually to turn back, you would spell hero backwards. Oh, okay. Oh, that's what it is. You, di you dial you do, in hero and then mm -hmm. it... And at some point, like, somebody dialed villain and became a villain and shit. And... Dial V. That's actually pretty fun. I would just start trying to dial out weird <laughs> other things. <laughs> Chef. <laughs> Demigod. Definitely wouldn't want to be God. Rich bitch. <laughs> Rich woman. Except. <laughs> See what happens. See what happens. Do it on undo backwards to undo it. Yeah. Well, that's it for today, folks. We're taking off. But before we go, we'd like to remind you to hit subscribe and check out all of our sister shows over at earverm.com. That is E-A-R-V-V-Y-R-M.com. Other ways to get in touch with and follow us will be in the show notes. As always, we'd like to give a special thanks to our editor, Stephen Gady, and Ian Ford for our theme song tracks. Until next time, I'm Tyler. I'm Zach. 
up, up, and away.